My name is B. King, and you are now listening to the Life, Faith, and Mental Health Podcast. This is the place where we specialize in reconciling the pieces that make you whole. Now, before we jump into today's topic, please note that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for professional counseling. For more information on how you can get connected to a counselor, please visit imaginationbeautiful.com. Hey, Saints. How y'all doing? Y'all all right? I am so happy and excited to have y'all listening in for episode 19 of the Life Faith and Mental Health Podcast. Listen, last week we took a moment to pause and reflect. And let me just tell y'all, I mean, I your girl struggle, I mean struggle wuggled, okay? It was struggle bus city over here because I legit have a plan written out, okay? Come on, somebody. Ain't, now this one to be good. I legitimately have a plan written out for the podcast for probably about the next, I don't even know, okay? Before a minute, right? A whole plan, a whole list of things to discuss, topics, yada, yada, woo, right? And last week, something just was not right. It didn't sit well deep down in my spirit, okay, somebody? Like something just was like, I don't, I don't know. I just felt uncomfortable. I felt a little bit uneasy. I felt... um uncertain. That's a good word to insert right there. I felt uncertain and I couldn't figure out why. I was like, I I couldn't even bring myself to look at the outline and the plan that I already had mapped out. And the plan that I already had mapped out. And so that challenged me to really think, okay, what do you do? Right? I said there was going to be an episode every Monday. I said there was going to be this. I said there was going to be that. And what do you do when you sit in this moment? I was like, well, do I just record it anyway? Is this one of those moments to just do it anyway? Or what what does this moment mean, right? What is this uncertainty here to tell me? Because remember, I told y'all a few episodes back, when you have these different feelings and emotions, I want you to get curious instead of getting frustrated. I could have gotten frustrated in the uncertainty. I could have gotten frustrated and and stuck in the frustration and allowed all the thoughts of, well, you're a failure. Maybe you can't do this. Maybe it's too much for you. Uh, You know, I could let all those things try to take root, but instead I got curious, but instead I got curious, which is not an indication that I handled it perfectly. Right. But it is an indication that I was open to learning from it. And so in the curiosity the thing that came up uh, really kind of out of the blue had, had to been Jesus, okay, was to take a moment to pause and reflect. And so I took some time over the week to pause and reflect and found it to be very fruitful for my life. Um, if you have not taken some time to pause and reflect for your own life, then the challenge at the end of that episode was for you to find a word in the Bible that, or no, sorry, find a word that is descriptive of kind of your relationship with God over the past six months, something that God has done for you, something that you've learned in your relationship with him over the past six months. 
and allow that to kind of be a guiding force of your Bible study. So search that word in the Bible, see what comes up, all the things, right? So I just encourage you at the right time, come on episode 19 at the right time that you would take some time to do that. And so this is the perfect segue for us to go ahead and get into today's topic. Now, as you already noticed, the topic for today is simply put, at the right time. And it's funny because if you remember, I just told you last week, I couldn't even pull out the outline. I was just like, I don't know what it is, but something ain't right. Something ain't right, honey. And I just can't even look at it. And so when I pulled it out to start working on it, I was like, okay, you know, we took some time to pause and reflect. Perhaps this is the time. And when the topic said at the right time, I said, now come, come through Jesus. You see, he didn't even want me to look at that last week. Come on. That wasn't even the time to look at it because it wasn't the right time. Huh? But I believe that right now, in this moment, today, whatever timing it is that you're even listening to this podcast, I believe that this is the right time. And so I really want to introduce this topic by posing a question. Y'all know your girl loves questions. I love two things I love, questions and definitions. I need somebody to just know that. I love questions and I love definitions. I really believe that they help bring about the clarity that so many of us desire. So my question for you is, have you ever told someone that you were trusting God? And in that moment, (laughs) slowly but surely, their eyes grew wide as their head just ever so slightly tilted to one side. A sense of confusion started to just kind of glaze over their face. Now, the best part about this scenario is that they're Christian. Y'all know those moments when somebody asks you a question, particularly about dating. I hate talking about relationships. Another fact to know about Brittany, but people love to talk about them. So you, you, I mean, what choice do you have, right? Um, <laughs> well, you always got a choice now. I told somebody today, I said, now hold on. I ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die. All right, somebody. But you know, I'm going to choose to do a little bit more with my time down here on earth. Okay. But, um, especially when talking about things, (laughs) I tickled me, I tickled me, I tickled me. But anyway, um, especially when talking about things like dating or finances or, uh, professional life and people say, I'm trusting God. Oftentimes it's even, it's your own fault. It be your own folk sometimes that look at you like you've lost your mind. Or perhaps it's you. Perhaps you are the one with the glaze of confusion. Because trusting God seems like a little too much to manage. (laughs) We need to understand something very, very simple. Fear uses time as an intimidation tactic. Because you see, when you say that you're trusting God, then it means that you're not on your own time schedule. And to say that you're trusting God, the the deity, right? And in, in all of who he is, the, the creator, the great one, all the things. To say that you're trusting God is, is simultaneously saying that you are trusting God's timing. And that can be too difficult of a concept to genuinely grasp 
because it doesn't come with a written timeline. Now, why am I saying this? Why am I saying this? Why am I saying this? Because in the very formative years of our life, we're on a very straightforward and predictable path. Think about it. You start kindergarten at a particular age. You Then you begin to matriculate through secondary education. This is like middle school, high school. And at every step of the way, there are these established benchmarks and next steps that you're to follow. Especially if people tell you that you're going to college. So think about it. From, from age four or five, you enter into the, the educational system. You go to pre-K, you go to kindergarten, you um, enter into elementary school, right? In elementary school, they tell you your next step is middle school. You already know that, that there's no guessing. There's no surprises there. I'm going to go from sixth grade to seventh grade, perhaps for somebody who is educationally elite, okay? Perhaps they jump to eighth grade or ninth grade and that's cool or whatever, but it's still a predictable path. Because you see, I, I already know what the next step is. There's no guessing. You go through high school and people say, go to college, go to college, go to college, go to college. Well, guess what? Boom. Now you sitting up on somebody's college campus, lost in the sauce, trying to figure out what is it that I'm supposed to be doing with my actual life. And so we spend all of these years, and I'm not knocking education, but I want you to understand that our human experience often informs our view of God. Not that it should be that way, but it is what it is. And so when you walk through these very formative years of your life with all of this structure, and then you enter into adulthood, and you mean to tell me I'm supposed to trust God with no rubric. I'm supposed to trust God with no map. I'm supposed to trust God with no outline. And I think that's where the glaze of confusion comes from for people. Because we have these things in our lives that we desire that are oftentimes easily attained if you assert yourself in certain ways. Doesn't mean you get the right thing, okay? Okay? Doesn't mean you get don't doesn't mean you get the God thing. But you can go get the thing. And so the, the glaze oftentimes comes from, well, how much of my own effort should I put into this? And then we try to cover it up with scripture. Oh, honey, well, the Bible says faith without works is dead. Yeah, baby, it does. But are you working in your own strength? Because you see, last week, had I pressed forward to uh, just say, okay, I'm going to record it anyway, that would have been me operating in my own strength, trying to keep up with somebody else's imaginary timeline that I feel or believe I would need to stay in alignment with. But instead, I allowed the uncertainty to teach me something and for the Holy Spirit to speak. And some people may say, well, it's not that deep. Mm, but it is, though. <laughs> but it is, though. And it doesn't happen in everything. And it, and it, When I say allow for the Holy Spirit to speak, I'm not talking about some you know, boom, deep voice, cloud shattering, you know, all of these different things. I'm just talking about this, this subtle guidance. If I'm going to go against what's on the timeline that I've created, and I'm going to go with the thing that, that my senses, everything about me, my, my, my being 
is saying I should. And the world would have a different definition for that. But because I know Jesus, I know that that's the Holy Spirit leading. That is an abstract concept. And in your formative years, when everything is so structured, simply based on human development, you haven't formed the ability to think abstractly yet. So while you're going through this, this very structured phase of your life, all of your thinking styles are concrete. Abstract thinking doesn't even begin to develop until a little bit closer to middle school years. And we all know that middle school typically doesn't go well. <laughs> so even though your ability to think differently is changing, there are so many emotions and hormones at play that it doesn't mean that the skill has been uh, sculpted into what you would need it to be as an adult. And the problem is that this is important to make note of because many of us have formed beliefs off of a developmental stage that was never meant to be permanent. So you form beliefs around your life and how things are supposed to go off of a concrete way of thinking. And just based on human development, that is not supposed to be permanent. So now you're comparing your life today to an expired way of thinking. So the structure that I was given as a child, the, the, the pre-planning, the next steps, all the things that were given to me when I was younger, those things have now expired. And I can't base my life off of that kind of timeline. That's not where we are no more. Okay. So the way that you understood timing as a kid is no longer valid. But since a belief was built then, in that season, a belief was formed, and now you're an adult trying to create your own rubric and timeline. And so that leads me to point one, time stamp your feelings. Now, what you saying, Brittany, you was just talking about, you know what I'm saying, we got these beliefs from our childhood, and now we're supposed to put a time step on our feelings. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because, see, if we will put a time stamp on it, instead of building a belief around it, the experience, the thought, the expectation, whatever the it is, then we go in it understanding that this will have an expiration date. Come, That blessed me. I don't know if it blessed none of y'all, but we go into it understanding that even this, even this moment, even this difficulty, even this waiting and not knowing when the next thing will come, even this has an expiration date. And so oftentimes, let me give you an example. When I'm feeling upset or frustrated or angry or over it or sick of it or whatever the case may be, and I'm venting to somebody who I'm close to, I date it. Because see, I, 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 don't need you, I don't really need you to talk me off the cliff per se. What I need you to do is just hear me. Because I know that on June 12th, 2021, this is how I feel. On May 3rd, uh, 2007, this is how I feel, right? But I recognize that the reality is that it's over time that feeling will change. So if you went back and backtracked your thoughts and emotions and experiences to let's say January 31st, uh, 1998, it should absolutely look, feel, be different from what it is, whatever today's date is that you're listening to this. But we don't do that. We don't timestamp our feelings. We have the experience. We walk through the season of life and we say, well, this is what I believe. 
No, baby, that's what you felt in that moment. Or it should be what you felt in that moment and not a belief. Because remember, you have expired beliefs informing how you think and operate today. So what is this whole abstract versus concrete situation? What is that? I'm so glad that you asked. So abstract abstract thinking is the ability to understand concepts and ideas. Now, remember, this is the way of thinking that doesn't really begin to develop until around middle school. So, so think about sometimes uh, it's easier to think of it in the sense of, you know, something went down with the adults in your life, maybe when you were six or seven or whatever, you hit middle school age and it's like, oh, that's what happened, right? Like, <laughs> like it all kind of starts to click and begins to make sense because you see concrete thinking is facts and tangible objects. So for a little kid, blue is blue, red is red, day is day, night is night. Like there's not really this mixing of ideas and concepts. It just kind of is what it is. And that's the reason why you get these times where it's like kids just kind of say whatever, because they are understanding the facts and the tangible objects. They're not invested in concepts and ideas. So when kids start to spit facts back to you, you be like, oh, well, I had, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, right. You know what I mean? Like it's something to really, to really consider. And so what I want you to do, uh, that leads me to my second point. I want you to take an inventory of what you believe. And this may not be a one and done type thing for you to do, to just kind of sit down and write out some of your different beliefs. But as, as, as the opportunity arises in your day-to-day -day life and things come up and things happen and, you know, you have different decisions that you have to face, I want you to really look at what is it that I believe about this? And is this the result of concrete thinking from my childhood, from my younger years, or am I looking at this through the lens of the ability to understand concepts and ideas? What's the concept here? What, 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 what's the big picture idea of perhaps what the Lord is trying to teach me or show me through this experience? Because we get really tense whenever we're just trying to, we're only holding on to the facts. Not that facts aren't valid, right? They're needed parts of our human experience, but as believers, if we only look at the facts, where does our faith come into play? If we only look at the tangible objects, where does our faith come into play? And so some of those people that are looking at you side eye, when you say I'm trusting God, right? They're looking at the facts of right now. But remember, we're time stamping. So yeah, you can look at my life April 7th, 2017, but it looks nothing like that anymore. So if you built a belief around what it was at that point, and still trying to operate out of it, you're operating on, ex on, on, a, on something that's expired. But that's why I want you to take inventory of your beliefs. Because really our belief system should be very simple. What should we be believing as it relates to timing? So timing by definition is the choice, judgment, or control of when something should be done. A particular point or period of time when something happens... And let's look at what the Bible has to say about what timing is. How about that? So in 2 Peter chapter 3, so in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 9, this is the New Living Translation. It says, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. 
The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want you to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. I love the part where it says he's not being slow as some would think. And so what that tells me about timing is that God uses time in our best interest, which wouldn't that be the opposite of how fear uses it? Because remember, fear uses time as an intimidation tactic. You're too old. It's too late. You'll never get there. You're not enough to get there. You'll never know enough. You, you, you're running out of time. You should have done it sooner. Those are the things that fear speaks to us. But the Bible is telling us right here, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. As some people think, no, he is being patient for your sake. He's being patient, which let me, let me tell y'all something. When you're being patient for something, that means that you desire it, but you're willing to wait on it peacefully. Stay with me. When you're being patient for something, that means that you desire it, but you're willing to wait on it peacefully. And so it says that God is being patient for your sake so that there's something in the waiting that he needs you to get. There's something in the promise that he desires for you to have, but he'd rather you have to wait on it and get what you need in order to be able to still be in a good space when the promise comes. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I got more scriptures. I got more scriptures. So we just gonna have to keep going. The next one comes from Proverbs chapter 16, verse nine. And it says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And that to me says that there, there, there's sovereignty in who God is. It's not wrong to make plans. It's not wrong to consider different plans and things that you would desire, but the Lord determines our steps and we have to be open to recognizing that he understands timing better than we do. Because remember, he's being patient for our sake. Now I got one more. I got one more. And I know y'all didn't heard this one down to the Sunday school, but I'm going to read it anyway. And this is Ecclesiastes 3 verse one through eight. And it says, for everything, there's a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet, huh? and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. At the right time, God will deliver on what he said. At the right time, things will happen as they're purposed to happen. 
And this is why scriptures like don't grow weary in well-doing. So when you tell somebody I'm trusting God and they look at you side eye with the big eyes and the glaze of confusion, don't grow weary. But recognize that you are making a decision to hold on. Just as he's being patient for your sake is the same day that is the same way that we can choose to be patient and trust him. And in order to really understand and grasp why God's timing is better than our own, we have to understand and grasp who he is. Because you see, seeking him for what he can do, that's cool or whatever. It's great. But do you know who he is? And so I found two scriptures from the Old and the New Testament. And I want to share those with you. And I'm going to get out of the way. The first one comes from Exodus. The first one comes from Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 through 7. Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love on a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected and children in the third and fourth generations. Verse eight then says, Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worshiped. Now, I started to only read to y'all verse six and a little bit of seven, because when it gets into some of the more difficult things, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. When you start to get into some of that, you'd be like, oh, that's rough. <laughs> that's that that that's challenging right but if we really want to understand who god is we have to understand him as a whole and not just the parts that make us feel good not just the parts that allow us to say my prayer is going to be answered we have to understand the parts of who he is that call us to be better that call us to be accountable And the beautiful thing is that now this is Old Testament, right? This is before Jesus came into play. But God in his unfailing love sent a savior to us. And so I'm going to read this to you from John chapter 10, verse 10. And it reads, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, some of you may know it from other versions where it talks about life and life more abundantly, right? That was the New Living Translation. But the beautiful thing is that even though God holds us, can hold us accountable, even though, you know, like in Exodus, it talks about he puts the sins of the parents on the children and for generations, all these things. He also has unfailing love for us. It says he's full of it. And in that unfailing love, he sent us Jesus, whose very purpose was to make sure that our life is good. And so my third and final point for today is that I want you to seek to understand God's character, all of it, the difficult to digest and the parts that make us feel like everything's gonna be great. And trust and know that at the right time, at the right time, 
whatever it is that you've been waiting for, whatever it is that you've been praying for, whatever it is that God would have you to step into, whether it's the next episode of your own podcast, whether it's your business, whether it's, you know, just just waiting for a family member to uh, receive Christ, right? Waiting to for for the weight of grief to be lifted from your shoulders, whatever it is at the right time, at the right time, it shall be so in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right now. Well, I hope y'all come back. <laughs> so country. All right now. I hope y'all come back next week for episode 20, honey. So season one of the podcast is 25 episodes. And so the fact that we are so close to wrapping up season one, I, if you have missed the episode, if you're just now listening, this is your very first time, perhaps this is season five and you're like, oh girl, I just, I just got here. You know what I'm saying? Go back, get caught up, take your time with it, whatever the case may be. And I look forward to seeing y'all next week. Amen. I love y'all much. Take care of yourself. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share.